With KSOM and KS95 News, I'm Tom Robinson. 27 degrees right now, 58 the high today, 60 on Friday, 69 on Saturday, Sunday 78 to Monday 51, Tuesday 56, and Wednesday 61 degrees. There's a chance for rain on Sunday, Sunday night to Monday, and a slight chance on Monday night. Well, the National Weather Service has issued a red flag warning for southwest, central, north central Iowa from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. today. Winds will gust out the southwest at 15 to 25 miles per hour, with gusts approaching 30 to 35 miles per hour. Very dry fuels are already in place. This morning, minimum relative humidity values of 15 to 25 percent are forecast, and this will create extreme fire weather conditions. Any fires that develop will likely spread rapidly. As a reminder, burn bans are in place for the majority of counties in southwest Iowa, including an open burning ban issued for Ottoman County. No person shall engage in open burning in Ottoman County. Effective at 6 p.m. on Wednesday until conditions uh, dangerous to life or property are no longer to exist. Well, Montgomery County deputies uh, initiated a traffic stop at Highway 71 and Highway 34 early this morning. And during the traffic stop, the driver, Robert Christopher Greenwood of Council Bluffs, fled. Deputies began pursuing Greenwood north on Highway 71. Speeds reached in excess of 122 miles per hour. Greenwood's vehicle ran out of gas and came to a stop in Lyman. Greenwood was taken into custody with assistance from the Montgomery County K-9 Unit, the Cass County Sheriff's Office, and the Adams County Sheriff's Office. Greenwood was treated at the scene by Grizzled Rescue. He is being charged with a felony eluding second offense, driving while barred, and interference with official acts. He was transported to the Montgomery County Jail, where he's being held on $10,000 bond. One person is dead and another is recovering in a hospital after shooting in northwest Iowa on Tuesday. 32-year-old Samuel Stoller of Okaboji reportedly shot himself after police surrounded a home on 130th Street at Lake Park, and he died after being taken to a hospital. Before that standoff, Stoller entered the home and shot Nakoma Wells in the torso and arm, and he survived. A woman who was also at the home was not injured. The City of Atlantic is currently in talks with Dan Haynes, Executive Director of the Nishta Valley Family YMCA, to manage the Sunnyside Pool for the upcoming season. This issue was discussed at a Park Advisory Commission meeting on Wednesday. During the meeting, Haynes stated that he is working on a memorandum of understanding with city officials and community members and also proposed the formation of a committee to develop a structure supporting Atlantic Aquatic. So the goal would be to have that group help steer aquatics for Atlantic not just the Y, not just for the city, as aquatics and, and you know, create a vision of where we want aquatics to go. Obviously, the splash pad's getting done, um, so there's lots of, lots of things to go with that, but um, everybody knows that uh, management of pool and aquatics managers are just, it's a stressful position. Uh, nobody should have to run one pool, let alone two pools. Uh, it's just not it's just not where it's at and I'd rather not do it but uh, somebody needs to do it so if we put a structure around some of these managers and lifeguards those kind of things that might be helpful to uh, get some sustainability and some safety and some vision for aquatics in the land Haynes suggests that the Nishta Valley Family YMCA would hire and manage the pool staff under their payroll and settle up with the city at the end of the season. And we're meeting, uh, we're going to do a walk throughout at the outdoor pool Friday uh, just to kind of take a look at what the, what the immediate needs are to make the thing operational for this summer. So getting those things in line 
and John has already given me the budget that he had laid out and he knows what we're already paying. You know, we had to go to at $15 an hour for lifeguards now starting January 1 we did, so uh, we have to adjust things. So, but I have his budget and him and I will work through that. Additionally, Commission Member Ali Pekin proposed a pay incentive for veteran lifeguards ranging from $15 to $20 per hour. Haynes has sent notices to colleges advertising for a pool manager, lifeguards, and other staff positions this week. In other business, the board elected Kevin Ferguson as chairman of the Park Advisory Commission and Mary Strong as vice chair. The commission members include Ferguson Strong, Ali Pekin, Dolly Bergman, and Shirley Jensen. The city council liaisons are Mike McDermott and Emily Kennedy. The Atlantic School Board met on Wednesday, and one of the action items was to discuss and vote on whether to advertise hiring a director of student services. During the previous meeting, the board had tabled the proposal to gather more information on the individual's role in the district. At last night's meeting, the school superintendent, Dr. Beth Johnson, shared the results of a teacher survey in which 67.5% of the 57 teachers surveyed favored the hire. Johnson explained that the need for the Director of Student Services arose because classroom instructors have to manage several responsibilities in addition to teaching due to the demands and expectations from state and federal requirements for reporting. Therefore, the Director of Student Services would handle many of these responsibilities. It's going to take care of all these areas and be, become kind of the go-to person to start a process, be the expert in any of those areas instead of just... You know, if I'm a, a parent or a teacher or a student, who do I seek out to help me kind of get this going? I like the idea this person's really going to help our paras know what to do to provide services for kids in the classrooms that could be special ed, ELL, any of those areas. To qualify for the position, the individual must have an administrative certification with a background in special education. They really don't want to build, be a building principal. They just like this environment, right. this, you know, the support. So they are out there. Moreover, the salary for this position would not equal that of a building principal, but twice that of a beginning teacher. The director of finance, Lisa Jones, explained that the salary would come from several categories. And school board member Jenny Jordan says the concern she heard from teachers was the cost to the district. But I think when you look at teacher salaries and what's going to happen with the $47,000 um, if that passes. Or 50. Or 50, yeah, yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do with your experienced teachers? That that was the concern that a lot of teachers had said to me, you know, where's all this money gonna come from? After unanimous vote, the board approved the creation of the Director of Student Services position. Well, Iowa school districts are facing a challenge in drafting budgets because they have not received any information from the legislature regarding supplemental state aid. Public school districts in Iowa rely on SSA and local property tax levy revenue to fund their operations. According to Iowa law, the state percentage of growth must be passed by the Iowa legislature by the 30th day of the session. The House has passed a bill for a 3% increase, but the Senate has not yet acted on it. The governor has proposed a 2.5% SSA increase. Red Oak School Superintendent Ron Lorenz has stated that there has been a lack of attention given to the SSA due to the focus on the AEA restructuring bill. So for those of us just waiting to, to know something so that we can actually comply with our requirements, it's, it's a little bit frustrating, a little, a little nerve-wracking, I guess but we don't have any control over it. He also notes that creating a contingency plan is difficult since the calculations are complex and done through a platform from the Department of Management. 
Lorenz explains that altering the spreadsheet is not as simple as making a copy since there are many numbers to consider such as levy rates. It's really difficult to to have a contingency or to have a backup budget because it's just such a uh, it's just such a monster. It's so big. Despite the uncertainty, the Red Oak School District has created a tentative budget based on a 2.5% increase in SSA. And we're just waiting to see if that's the number. If it's not, and if they don't do anything in terms of postponing our deadlines, then we're going to be scrambling to, to get something together so that we can to meet that initial hearing requirement. However, school districts face a tight deadline to submit their budgets by April 15th. This process requires several procedural deadlines to be met including a taxpayer notice by March 20th, a public hearing by March 25th, and a publicized notice 10 to 20 days before the hearing date. The final property tax and budget decision must be made by April 1st and April 15th, respectively. More news on the web at westerniowatoday.com. ABC News is next.